0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and this is the Spooky SLV Podcast, and I'll be your host, Brad Hicks. Let's get started. Okay, folks, we've got three stories for you tonight. Um, One is about (laughs) a ghost at a potato warehouse, which if anyone here has ever played in an old potato warehouse, middle of the day, middle of the night, it doesn't matter when you're in there. They can be some creepy ass places. That's all there is to it. Uh, then we've also got two different stories from students from Sierra Grand School, which I told you about last week, my friend's a teacher down there, and he's got his students writing stories. So I've got two today, and I'll have two next week, and, well, maybe even three next week, depending on submissions. But um, I've actually got quite a few already lined up, but I'm just doing a couple a week or two or three a week. But anyway, we've got those lined up for tonight, and we've got the, the warehouse ghost lined up for tonight. So let's get going on these. Okay, tonight our first story is The Orb by John Patterson. Anyone who works in a potato warehouse or even a big storage on a farm knows that they can be spooky places. Since they are made of metal, they can expand and contract with changes in the weather, creating loud popping noises or eerie wailing sounds. My brother and I, when we were very young, played in one that my father stored his spuds in. We would run and make noises, listen to the strange noises caused by others, and generally cause trouble. We once poked the uh, call button for water, which rang an alarm, which sent someone looking for us. I imagine we were someone else's ghosts. But this ghost story happened just a little over a year ago at a large potato warehouse near Monta Vista. And yes, it's a true story. It starts with the secretary heading into work early one morning to get ready to process orders for the daily truckloads of packaged spuds. She knew that a truck had come in late the night before and was glad to see that the driver was out of his truck and heading towards the office as she had turned on the lights and got the computers warming up. This is how the conversation ensued, truck driver. Good morning. I got in late last night and tried to check in with that man that was coming out of your office. I saw him in the light, but then I got here, he was gone. Secretary. Well, I was the last one out of the office last night, and no one else was here. Well, I definitely saw a man, and your security light was extra bright. Sir, we don't have a light over the entrance to the office. They both looked kind of dumbfounded at each other, but, then, but the men loaded his truck and got him on his way. Later, the secretary rounded up the foreman to ask if he was there later that night, or late the last night. No, he said, and then she told him the trucker's story. Oh, maybe he saw Bill. Who's Bill? She knew all the employees' names. Bill died here in the 70s, and from time to time we see his ghost. He said as if it was no big deal. She went back to the office and told the other girls what had gone on and they decided to check out the security camera footage in case someone had been trying to break in. The security camera footage was simply amazing. A super bright light suddenly appeared in and amongst the bright light, super bright light suddenly appeared and in amongst the bright light, an orb danced around for nearly a minute. Then a bright flash and it was gone. No ghostly image of a man. But as most ghost hunters know, an orb is quite often seen around ghostly encounters. I have seen the security footage and can can assure you it is weird. All right, thanks, John, for that. That was a good story, and it makes you kind of wonder. You know, I, I personally, I think orbs are, what's the best way to put this, most polite? They're crap. I don't, I think they're dust. That's what I think they are. The super bright light showing up, that could be something else. But the orb, I don't know. I mean, uh, personally, every orb I've ever seen can be explained away by insects caught in infrared light or dust, most likely dust. But if it danced around in that light and nobody can really tell what it is, then, yeah, I mean, there may be something to that. But again, thank you, sir. Okay, next story we've got is from uh, Thomas Archuleta. Thomas Archuleta, sorry about that, from Sierra Grand School. And it is called Abuelitos. When my parents were little, they used to tell me about a childhood memory that still scares and sticks with them today. They explained that when they were younger, in December, all the way leading to Christmas, they would be terrified because the Abuelitos would come out. I questioned, Abuelitos? They said that the abuelitos were people that dress up in masks and stand around the fire outside of the church and wait to catch kids who roamed around after curfew. They even said that they would go to kids' houses, bang on the door, and go inside and take the kids that were bad. They would take them to the church and make them dance around the fire until they promised they would be good. As a young kid, my father explained that one time he and his friends were went, went looking for trouble with the abuelitos and wanted to mess with them. Leaving the house, he met up with his friends at the far end of the park and creeped slowly around the chain-link fence. They all slowly crept as they got closer and closer to the abuelitos until they all came to a halt about 15 or so feet from them. My dad and his friends picked up two rocks and each on the count of three threw the rocks in unison towards the abuelitos, coming, causing them to scatter. The abuelitos turned and started sprinting towards my father and his friends. The, abueli- the abuelitos split up to catch them. My father explained that no matter how fast you ran or how good you hid, they always found you because depending on the night, there would be 20, sometimes up to 25 or 30 abuelitos standing around the fire. As soon as two of my dad's friends went left of the park, my father and his cousin Louis went right. They headed into my grandmother's house and hid under the beds in the back room. Waiting impatiently, they heard the door open and footsteps approaching. Suddenly, in the darkness of the room, a loud scream erupted. It was my cousin Louis. The abuelitos had found, found his hiding spot and dragged him out from under the bed. Quickly, they kept him from squirming and took him to the fire. Screaming at the top of his lungs, Louis was forced to dance around the fire and promised to be a good kid from now on. Walking back in the dark, crying alone, Louis made it back to the house and walked inside to see his grandmother standing there waiting for him. She asked him if he had learned his lesson and promised to be a good kid from now on. His shivering response, Yes. <laughs> i've heard stories of the abuelitos uh growing up too never actually seen anyone or talked to anyone who's ever dealt with them which is kind of crazy but uh good story thanks thomas appreciate it okay that's it for tonight folks i really appreciate y'all listening um i will say again the intro music is done by my friend andres herrera he is on instagram and goes by entropy and motion music at entropy and motion music and uh he also runs the decibels decibels deep podcast on spotify great podcast he does music reviews album reviews stuff like that he's a great musician and uh you know, he's the one that talked me into doing the whole podcast thing. So show him some love. Listen to his pod, podcast and subscribe, uh, especially if you're a music music uh, junkie, kind of like he is and like I am. Uh, well, not like I am. He's, he outdoes me by a long shot. He can name things. I'm looking at him with just the dumbest look on my face like, what? Really? Who did that? What? Yeah. One of those. Also, I'm going to tell you about the uh, podcast support on the Spotify homepage for Spooky SLV Podcast. There's a link that will take you to the monetary support of the podcast it's like patreon you can pay per month or you can do a single one time payment and leave it at that it's uh you know it's it's nice because it does support the podcast it go everything I get from there goes directly into getting you know new equipment um, new microphones better recording area maybe even voice lessons you know I kind of need those from time to time I think but it should, you know, it, it it is support. It is support and it is greatly appreciated. You guys don't know how much I enjoy doing this. Even if there was no support, I'd still be doing it just because it's fun. I like sitting here telling ghost stories and the people submitting ghost stories. It's just awesome. I actually get people turning ghost stories into me or UFO stories or cryptid stories, you know, stories that really talk about the SLV. And that's the great thing about it. A couple of weeks ago, I thought, you know, I'm not going to have any more stories. Nobody's submitting anything. And then my friend from Sierra Grand School, Travis Payne, thank you, got his kids to write ghost stories and cryptid stories and UFO stories and stuff like that as the uh, uh, English essays for his class. So like I said last week, I'm going to have like 30 to 60 of these. Two of them I read tonight, and I will do two, maybe even three next week, depending on the uh, submission setup. I'm getting off track. <laughs> the support. If you can support support, I appreciate you. I love you. You're great. And maybe um later on for the higher tier uh supports if we do that, you uh, like and like I said last week, as many of you know me as it, before the podcast, I'm an artist. Uh do illustrations, paintings, drawings, sculptures, stuff like that. So, there may be in the future um drawings going out to supporters. Like if you support me on the higher tier, once a month, you'll get uh, a print of uh, one of the, an illustration that I've done for one of the stories that I've read. I'll go through the stories again, pick what I want to illustrate, illustrate that. And you'll get copies of that, or you'll get the original. If you're on the 999 tier, you'll get an original. If you're on the 499 tier, you'll get um, a, a, a print. If you're on the 99 cent tier, I will give you my heartfelt thanks, because <laughs> you guys still are supporting, and it's awesome. Um, yeah, so that, that's something I'm going to do in the future. I'm not exactly sure when, but I'm going to get it done soon. Um, but anyway, guys, I just want to say thank you to everybody. All the stories that have been read tonight are supposedly true and I hope you all enjoy yourselves. Thanks.